Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. This week we'll be talking about Season 8, Episode 3, Gorilla My Dreams, and Season 8, Episode 6, Period of Adjustment. Remember, last week we uh, talked about Season 8, Episodes 4 and 5, Goodbye Radar, which is why we have split episodes this week. So Radar was on the first episode, on R&R, on &R, yeah. but not on... The second episode we're going to talk about because our middle episode was last week. Yeah. So if you would like to hear that, go back to last week and listen. Yeah. This week, Girl of My Dreams, or Girl of My Dreams. Gr gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Um, begins in the swamp where Klinger is bringing, well, Winchester's a little hungover. Klinger's bringing him some cognac. And winchester is giving him a lesson in how to breathe it in uh -huh. and he's actually jealous of his nose at this time because uh -huh. you take this in and you take your time uh -huh. um second plot of the story is well really first plot that one was just something that happened yeah hawkeye was um doing triage and there was a civilian woman who yeah. was hit and he was quite upset especially since the um korean uh, Korean uh, military was watching her and th saying that that was her, her pr their prisoner and he's like no it's just a civilian and he was protecting her with all his might mm -hmm. and we'll talk later about what happens as the military searches her out and wants to take her in for questioning yeah. um, next plot was Scully got hit I don't know if you remember Scully from the past episode mm -hmm. he is a night at Rosie's, I think. A night at uh, He is, met Margaret, and those two hit it off really well. And as mm -hmm. I mentioned to Chris, I just love seeing Scully and Margaret together. And I really don't know why, because they're so different, but mm -hmm. yet so good together. So mm -hmm. those were kind of, those were the plots of what's happening. Yeah. Now for the little bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting seeing uh, that you already start to see Klinger's scrounging abilities here. Because, yeah, he was able to get Winchester Napoleon Brandy. And Charles was just... He was about to have a joygasm, I think, at... Uh, <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> at having a snifter of, uh, of this cognac. And the doctors came in to the swamp, and Charles was still sitting there just... Swirling. You know, gently. And uh, Hawkeye made the comment, Oh, is that Brandy? And uh, he says back, Napoleon. And Hawkeye makes this comment, Oh, can I have some Charles? I'm a little short right now. <laughs> and I just thought that was a cute turn of phrase. But, um... You know, Charles says, not a dram for either of you. So he doesn't intend to share it, which I think is an important point to make. You're right, for later. For later, right. yeah. Um, yeah, the, the guy in charge of the Korean MPs that come for the gorilla, 
Lieutenant Peck. Was, yes. Peck. Lieutenant Hung Lee Park. Uh, played by, I think, Mako. Uh, let's see here. Mako. Yeah, it, it was Mako. Who we've seen variously as a... Um, a South Korean surgeon. <laughs> we've seen him as a Chinese surgeon. And, uh and soldier and now we've seen him as a south korean intelligence and he has quite a name for himself i mean um even sully the, heard of him and yeah, he was Park. saying to margaret that mm -hmm. um most people don't make it alive when they're interrogated because he starts with torture but he ends by um to take your mind off the torture, torture he kills, kills you, you. Yes. yeah i i enjoyed seeing scully in this episode but he could have just been played by Corporal McGuffin. <laughs> because it didn't have... That's all he was. No, he was a I don't think of... so. I, I... I don't agree with you because I think it showed... Oh, let me learn. I think it showed that um, Margaret and him are good together. I think mm. we need this for a later episode. You know, I, I can agree that it did play a little bit like that. And it, yeah, for later episodes it was important, but... I think that you could have just kept him out and it wouldn't have been a loss for their story. I'm just, it, it was very convenient that Scully had heard about Park and was able to tell the doctors about it. And it was very convenient that Scully uh, distracted Margaret at a certain point in post-op. Where she could escape to try to kill someone. Yeah, where the gorilla got up and tried to... But she, they didn't see it as that. They thought she just fell over. No, but later she corrects them. Mm -hmm. Which, when we get to the end of this episode, I've, I'm going to have to pick a little bit of a bone with Hawkeye. Right. But uh, we'll get to that. So yeah, you know, the, the doctors are doing everything that they possibly can think of to uh, heal her up, keep her safe. Uh, Potter does his best. He gets Klinger to um, get called G two. Yep, uh, to see about evacuation of non-military indigenous personnel. I think you could see it in her eyes, though, and I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't see it. Like she constantly yelled in Korean. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, that's all she knew. Right, and and they don't know <laughs> what she was saying, but you could almost see what she was saying because. Yeah. She had a, a look in her eye that she hated them. Yeah, just a visceral... Uh, that actress played that really well, yes. I think. And, and like, if they were caring for her and she was just a civilian, I don't think there would have been that no. hate in her eyes. No, and, you know, we've even seen them take care of enemy soldiers who were less problematic right. when they were helping that soldier than she was but they put it as she just wants to get out of here because she's afraid of which you know again i i think this is the problem with observers uh uh bias is that we're seeing both sides and from the doctor's perspective they might not have seen all of right all of this that like we saw with her but i agree i i think they were being a little bit naive perhaps that they were allowing their own view of what this woman was 
to cloud their judgment. Either that, or this was just, it might be, I mean, obviously, I'm talking in a meta sense, but I, I think as a script, this was even a written a little bit, not how I would have expected it to be written. Like, it, it was very, it was written in such a way that the staff was supposed to be naive. Sympathetic. Sympathetic and, and naive. And if they really wanted to hook you in with the doctors in this episode... She wouldn't have been so angry, maybe? Yeah. We, it, it wasn't... I don't think it was presented to us, the audience, as well as it could have been to really pull us in. Because they've done that in other episodes where they've... Made you want fall in love with that character. Yeah. Where you never fell in love with her because no. you saw it right... And the triage, she looked mm -hmm. up and started yelling things. And you mm -hmm. could see in there already. Yeah. She was saying it with anger. And we never actually, you know, hear directly what she's saying, other than mm -hmm. at the end when Park uh, translates. And that's still a translation. But, um, yeah, I just... Unfortunately, I was not pulled in by this woman. But maybe you weren't supposed to be. Yeah. It was written in a way where I don't think you were supposed to be. You were supposed no. to see his point. Yeah, and I think it came across very well. Um, but, you know, that that's part of the bone I have to pick with Hawkeye. Uh, but, you know, how what what was the he big... He only sees, though. He doesn't... I, I know. No, but... He looks at people and sees that he's chasing no, and, her. No, yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that when I... Because I'll defend Hawkeye, too, but I just, yeah. There, there's a part that I need to get off my chest about him in this, in, in this episode but first let's oh, okay. get to that point um so g2 says that they can't help because as a courtesy to the korean military you have to turn him over because mm -hmm, it's park's prisoner so that's out of their hands so then what do the doctors arrange to try well, and before they arrange that, I think it's, and I don't know, I'm sure that this has some sort of important message, but Winchester and Park play chess. Well, I think the important message out of that was their exchange. Um, when all the doctors, Potter, Winchester, BJ, and Hawkeye are walking toward the mess tent, Park comes up with them, and I, I think... Use the chess analogy. Yeah, he said, you know, doctors, in war, it is not significant... To lose a single pawn. The important part is to win the game. And it, it's a very military mindset. And then from Hawkeye and BJ, you see their mindset of... I want to save the pawn. Yeah, you know, and... Um, Winchester saw it as a challenge more, Well, maybe? And I, you know, I like to think... That, yeah, Winchester saw it as a little bit of a something that he could get some enjoyment out of. Because he thought that he would play chess with this guy and win a bunch. But then he ended up trying some, <laughs> some rather sophomore tricks. Some very un-Winchester tricks. Yes. That's all I could think of as he was pounding on the table to make <sighs> the chess pieces move. So it would be distracting as he creaked his chair... Winchester is usually about very, he likes to win in an honest way. We've well, seen this in many episodes. I think he wins in an honest way because he wins most of the time. But I think we've seen him more than once 
uh, including the poker episode, where once he starts to lose, he gets petulant. He does not like to lose. No, so I think that's where this is coming okay. from. That makes yeah, more sense just, now that you say that. Because, yeah, in, in the poker game, you know, he's sweating and he looks disheveled at the end. And can anybody loan me some money? And <sighs> You're going to regret your generosity. <laughs> I raise you. And then he loses and he's not pleased about it at all. But And you can see him in this mm -hmm. episode just using every trick in the book to uh -huh. distract Pack. Park. 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 Um... But I also, I also think that, to a certain extent, Charles thought, well, maybe I can distract Park, too. I think so, does... too, because that's, that's the message I got right when he... Yeah. The timing of it was like, let's get his mind off of the girl mm -hmm. and, and on to the game. Yeah. And so they keep playing chess, because, uh, like, Park says, oh, I'm here indefinitely. Yes, until this girl goes home. Mm -hmm. And then what did the captains arrange? They were sneaking her out. Actually, um, and I wonder if Klinger had the approval of oh, Winchester. I'm I, sure I'm not. I'm sure not, too. Klinger brings the two um, guards on duty watching this girl. The so two Korean. The yeah. two Korean guards. The cognac that he had brought, in, brought to Charles. Yeah. And the whole time, on my mind, all I could think of is, Charles is going to kill you. <laughs> but maybe he did have the approval. I don't know. Anyway. I doubt it. It's not here or there. It doesn't we, matter. We don't learn. Because Klinger brought glasses, and he's showing well, them how you have to appreciate this, and you have to hold it over the fire as, out the back door, the doctors are sneaking the patient out and sticking her into a, an, ambulance. an ambulance to drive away. Yep. But as the ambulance begins to drive away, the two guards, you know, hear the doors close, hear the engine rev, so they shout an alarm. Um, Park jumps out of the chess game. Yep. And stops the truck, and they get their girl. Yeah, and then, um, you know, as as they're doing that, as this is all going down, you know, Potter comes out. Park is there. The guards are there. The captains are there. Clinger's there, and the gorilla. And, uh, you know, Park says to, something to the effect of, you have shown me quite well that she is able to travel and you can no longer be trusted. So I will take her now. And um, the doctors start to protest. The gorilla says something in Korean and Park is translating in essence what the woman is saying is yeah you uh, repair or you you heal those that kill my people and rape my village if I could kill one of you in the process I would gladly sacrifice my life and um, that still didn't stop Hawkeye though he yeah. still wanted to save her yeah because at that point he makes a move toward Park and then the two guards you hear them Click their yeah guns. Yeah. However that goes. Mm hmm Yeah. Load around and which I don't quite get. But anyway. And what Hawkeye said I was surprised was on television. I'm wondering if they softened that up because he yells, You son of a bitch at the guy yeah. when he's taking her. And I just can't mm. I I yeah, just I don't I, think that would have been on at in the seventies, you would not have been able to say that. Maybe, maybe not. 
Um, now you can. Yeah, we cer I we certainly get the original cut on the discs. Right. Because you know there are there are times when there's footage that didn't make it to TV. Right. So. And I'm sure that didn't make it. But yeah, that reaction from Hawkeye is where I've got to just take a moment and express my displeasure with this episode because I get it. Hawkeye's Hawkeye's a healer. Hawkeye's a pacifist. Hawkeye really cares about humans. He cares about saving humans, not saving Americans, not saving right. you know GIs. He cares about humans, but. To me, in the face of this woman's hate, I don't see Hawkeye as self-destructive. And just, I wonder, okay, what would happen if you were able to keep her there? You, you, What are you going to do? To your own detriment, are you going to try and change her mind? Because she will try and do more stuff. She might try and harm you. Because she did try to hurt someone but they don't know they don't they didn't know that because she passed out but, but i think well but but, but she Hawkeye told them she Hawkeye corrected them sees beyond the hate but see i think that's a very naive thing for him because maybe because she's a woman and if she was I, a man it wouldn't have been because we have seen men in the same situation where he wasn't maybe. as forgiving yeah that might be. That I could see. Um, and that might be some of Alan Alda coming through in Hawkeye. Because otherwise, yeah, I just don't get it. Because at that level of hate... He's looking at her and seeing a civilian woman. Yeah. He's not seeing a army mm -hmm. gorilla or... Yeah. I think if it was a man, it would be a completely different situation. But it's a woman. Yeah. And I just... And you know, like Potter the whole time... He, he just understood, I think, and he was just sitting there... Trying to help, but... It's like, I can't do much, boys, and she He did try, though. Yeah, he did, but... It wasn't like she's... he just sat there and said, you guys are crazy, you're not yeah. getting them. He, he gave it a shot, he wasn't able to, mm -hmm. he's following protocol. It's who he is. And, you know, I, I guess the other part, too, here is Hawkeye knows about these people, about enemy gorillas, because when BJ first arrives in Korea they're in the Jeep they're changing a tire and Hawkeye looks back and says uh oh what uh oh well either the Koreans are having a gang toity in the forest or they're gorillas so he knows about them so again I just feel like this is I, I get what you're saying and I can understand that with um with her being a woman but there were women in that group of gorillas too right. and i just i think this is a little out of character for hawkeye is all and maybe bj too but but maybe as he was doing triage he looked in well if he would have looked in her eyes he would have seen hate see th this is all i'm saying yeah. is the, the whole she never ever had like even a, a one little iota of, of... no of kindness and, and in her eyes. I think that's where this is coming from. And that's for why, me. yeah, that's why she did such a phenomenal job yeah. in this episode. Is there was just pure, unadulterated hate. Yes. The whole time, and you see it every time she's on screen. It's just hate for all these people around her that are her enemy, and that never goes away. Mm -mm. 
I just I, I don't get where Hawkeye the humanitarian is coming with this because there's no way you're gonna change her mind the only way that you are going to feel satisfied about helping her is by letting her kill you that's yeah, the only that's... thing that's gonna make this woman happy with you and I don't see Hawkeye letting that I, I you know I don't think he's gonna intentionally commit suicide no and I but and I don't think he realizes it either. He's only yeah. seeing her in his eyes. Yeah. He's not seeing... Mm-hmm. And, and apparently not, because even after she shouted all those things, mm-hmm. he still made his, his you know, to get his, her. Because yeah. he went forward, Yeah. well, I think more to hit him than to... Yeah, to hit Park. <laughs> to yeah. hit Park. Which I think, okay, as, as my last... Maybe the hatred to Park? As this last comment for me on this, going all the way back to the beginning of what I said, I think my issue with this episode really comes down to we as viewers were pulled into the wrong side of the episode because we got to see everything. Right, that we got to see both sides. You know, we we got to see everything from the gorilla's perspective. Right. And I. You know, maybe that was an attempt to humanize her. But if we were trying, if the maybe it would have been too hard to let us feel for her the way Hawkeye felt for her, because then as they took her away and we know they're going to kill her, it would have hurt too much. It doesn't hurt as much when it's a bad person being killed and tortured. It hurts more. It shouldn't matter, and it doesn't seem to matter to Hawkeye. But as viewers. They're probably saying, you need to hate her, or we can't well, take her away and kill her. Oh, okay, I can understand your point. However, Colonel um, Flag did this exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, Flag. Uh, yes. He does it in a silly, kind of weird way. Yes, but they <laughs> still got that person, as I remember. So, same thing. They healed up a guy... And then Flag ended up taking them away to be shot. Flag brought in a enemy combatant that he was taking in to execute. The enemy combatant tried to run away. Flag put three rounds in him, brought him to MASH to get healed up so that Flag could take him to be shot. And Flag still got his guy. But we that guy had was not this visceral hatred that we saw and it, it still had still got him. It, but to me that was a lot more understandable from Hawkeye's side because it the, the guy didn't seem like the devil whereas this woman did and I again I, I think it would have been a better episode for me if she had some compassion if we hadn't seen, oh, seen her hatred her hatred as much if we had just been able to see her more like the doctors did it would have made it a better episode for me even if you know we then get the rest of this afterward like we did at the end anyway you i think their point maybe also is that you don't know who you're dealing with ever and you don't yeah. know who you're dealing with in oh, war yeah 
You don't know who you're dealing with in life. No, I agree. I completely agree with you there. You know, we, we see one side of people. We mm -hmm, see the side mm -hmm. we see. We never got to see the sad no. side. We never got to see the hate of people being raped and pillaged and... Yeah. No, absolutely. We only got to see... Okay, that's... I'm sorry. That was my rant. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. And that's, that's the issue when you're fighting civilian combatants is you... You can't tell. You can't tell. The whole purpose is that they blend in with the population. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I agree with that point, and I I think that is very strongly in the seventies <laughs> a point that they were making here. I mean, this was aired nineteen seventy nine. I, I think the end, yeah. yeah. So I, I think you're you're Love on the with ending that, of though. this though. So if we want to go on with our podcast here. The post-commercial scene oh, yeah. shows um, Margaret, Sally's being taken away in the ambulance and Margaret goes up to his window and he opens his window and you can almost feel a, a, like a spark or an attraction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there was a hilarious part in there where she, Margaret was explaining to Sally, you're going to feel some Oh, a twinge. a twinge. You're going to feel, yeah, And he's like, I, I, felt, I feel a twinge. When he looked at her, he said, I feel a twinge. And my, uh, my, um, my wound, wound is a little bit sore, too. Yeah. So, you know. Hello. It, you, yes, you can see this, like, ex yeah. there's a spark between those two. There is. Uh, and it's, they it's, do such a great job. I love yeah. the spark between those two. So the post-commercial is Sully and her talking in the window, and mm -hmm. she actually called him by his given name, which... Jack. Jack. And they were talking, and then <laughs> Rada, or, um, Hawkeye and BJ come up to the window, and all of a sudden, he's mm. Sully again to her, mm. um, which I thought was funny. So yeah. in private, she he is... He's Jack. Jack. But around everybody else, he's, he's Scully. Scully. He's Scully. Yeah. Scully or Scully? Scully. Oh, I thought it was It's Scully. Okay, and, um, <laughs> but yeah, the the part I think where you're leading up to here is what Hawkeye says to Margaret after the bus pulls away. Do you have that down or do you um, want Go ahead, but. Okay. Yeah, it, he says to Mar uh, you know, Margaret said, You doctors did a marvelous job. Thank you. And Hawkeye goes, All we did was get him ready for action. Too bad he didn't. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> Too bad he had to leave before he saw any. And oh, that was such a cute... It, it was just great how Margaret reacted because it took her a moment and then she goes, then she goes Hey! Oh, hey! <laughs> Wait a minute, you're talking about me! <laughs> so that was neat. Um, not my favorite episode. Not on my skip list. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. It makes you think. Yeah. All right. Uh, guest stars recurring cast Mako as Lieutenant Hungley Park Joshua Bryant as Jack Scully Hon Hanani Min as the Gorilla Woman George Chung as the first Korean soldier Marcus K. Mukai as the second one Connie Ize as the nurse see Nurse Connie um, oh yeah look at that I guess that's another episode that this is somewhat similar to. Uh, the episode where Trapper, John's patient, um, the, the 
I can't remember if it's just a, a gorilla or an enemy soldier in OR gets up and starts kind of going nuts and uh, knocks over the IV bottle of the patient and in that episode the patient dies from an infection and Trapper almost does something to kill that patient in anger. Um, so it's similar to that one too in a way. Except that here she pulls out the IV first yep. so that no infection can spread up into the patient because she you know, unintentionally knocks over the the IV bottle um, production codes S603 so this was aired in order so far writer Bob Colery director Alan Alda and mm -hmm. original air date October 1st 1979 alright Mm, pardon me. Next episode. Season 8, episode 6, period of adjustment. So this is the first episode after Radar Leaves. Excuse me. So, you know, here we're seeing um, what MASH looks like in the hands of their new company, Cluck. <laughs> company Cluck. I have that written down also. Margaret called him that. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, new company, Cluck, Clinger. And what's more, um, as we learned during Goodbye Radar, uh, Peg Honeycutt met Radar at the airport in San Francisco, and uh, Radar handed off a gift from BJ to Aaron Honeycutt, and something that hits BJ is that in that letter, Peg relates that Aaron went up and hugged Radar and went, Daddy, Daddy. Mm, and that, that really hit BJ hard. And basically what ends up going on is Klinger and BJ are sore at Radar for different reasons. Um, Klinger because everybody's comparing him to Radar. BJ because Radar got to meet Aaron. You know, this, this young girl Aaron that BJ never knew he's been away the whole time as Aaron's been growing up and we hear more about that later yep and uh so they're both sort radar they both just go on a bender that winds through the O Club Rosie's bar and finally <laughs> Colonel Potter's uh booze cabinet and uh ends with Klinger passing out after a heartfelt talk from Colonel Potter and BJ sobbing as uh, Hawkeye consoles him. It was hard not to sob during the sobbing part. I'm yeah. so glad that oh. Ryan was eating lunch because yeah. I think I would have started bawling. He did such a wonderful job. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Who plays BJ? It's um, not Wayne Rogers. That's Trapper. <laughs> oh, my he God. He does bring up Trapper in this episode. He does. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm missing it. I don't know. All right, we'll come back to that. Um, but um, yeah, he he just does such such a great job. Mike Farrell. There we go. Mike Farrell does such a great job in his um, big scene in this episode, and this isn't my favorite episode ever. Not either. But, but that, I I do love how he laughs. 
he goes from pure laughter, and mm-hmm. granted, he's snockered, mm-hmm. but he goes from pure laughter when Hawkeye walks in, we'll talk mm-hmm. about why, to the tears. Like, yeah. his emotions were just bouncing off mm-hmm. the walls. But yeah, that the scenes in um, the MASH office between Klinger and Potter and between BJ and Hawkeye, it's one of my favorite scenes in my top ten, certainly, from the entire series. Um, just very heartfelt, very impactful, and I, I think it's another one of those that shows this impact that this war has had on members of MASH. I think this war in any war. In any know, war. It but... actually made me think of my niece Tracy, who's away mm-hmm. in Turkey right now. Yeah. She's gone from her husband and her dog, and, mm-hmm. you know... And as as much as you try to live a normal life, your family's not there, or your loved ones aren't oh, there. No, definitely. Friends and take over some spot, but mm-hmm. no, and, you it's know, not family. The, the only reason I say this war oh, okay. is because it was only three years. Oh. And so, you know, the, right. the most BJ... <laughs> the show <laughs> was 11, <laughs> but the most BJ's going to miss is three years. On and the, he came late. Yeah, and on the other hand... You literally had people who served in, who started serving in Vietnam in the beginning, and their son served at the end. Because that's how that's long how it was. Yeah. Is they left, and served, and some people got captured and were POWs, and then their kids came into service, and were fighting over there. So you know, like two generations of a family could go and fight. In Vietnam, that wouldn't have happened in Korea. Right. And that's even worse. Right, right. But, um, so yeah, more, more specifics about this episode, though. Um, it happens two weeks after Radar left. We learned this right away in the beginning because um, Potter is talking to i and a lieutenant there is pitching an absolute fit about not having morning reports for the last two weeks. Um, you know, Potter mentions this to Klinger, and Klinger's just, Hey! You know what? Just tell them if they don't hear anything... Everything's good. Everything's good! <laughs> Business as usual! That was a good reaction. And even from the beginning here, Potter... Well, first of all, Potter's office, Klinger's office, are just... They are wrecked. Um, I've never seen the CO's office that messy. But, um, you know, from the beginning, we, we see just how much people are piling on Klinger because, you know, he even, he tries to stand up for himself with Potter and it's like, yeah, I know, I'm not as good as Radar. I'm doing my best, sir. And they're saying it right out. It's yeah. not like they're... Trying to talking behind no. his back, they're saying oh. right to him, "You're not as good as Radar." So you're saying, Colonel, that I'm not doing a good job? I don't know, Klinger. <laughs> I'll let you know when I see you do a job. Yeah, they were mean. They were mean at this point, and maybe they tried to be kind before this, and they just ran out of patience. It's two weeks in, and there's papers everywhere. Yeah, you know, um, delivering the mail. Klinger comes to Major Houlihan's tent, and she's going on about. You know, I asked for new nurses. 
And I asked Colonel Potter, where are my new nurses? And he said, what new nurses? And I said, the nurses on the requisition. And he said, what requisition? And I said, the one your company cluck lost. <laughs> or the one no. I filed with your company cluck. And that clinger says, I have a perfectly good explanation why you didn't get your nurses. Oh, really? I lost the requisition. And you can see where he lost it because there's papers everywhere. Uh, yeah. Um, his system of filing seems to be everything has a pile. And that's where it goes. Uh, the doctors aren't much kinder to Klinger. Um, you know, uh, certainly Winchester, the whole episode is saying similar We didn't get to where they ran away. So. Uh, Alright, so I ran out of space on my hard disk. So we're going to start up at some point, and we apologize in advance if we recover material. But all of a sudden, the the recording stopped. <laughs> and I know that Margaret, we talked about how Margaret had um, needed her nurses. Klinger lost the file. Yeah. Um, BJ's set up very upset about Aaron thinking mm -hmm. that Radar was his dad. So both right now at where we were is BJ and Klinger are mm -hmm. not fans of radar no no they are not and father mulcahy's saying to everyone be kinder be yeah. kinder yeah when when no one's listening they're actually getting worse yeah in the mess tent um clinger is just trying to get a meal and um in line margaret is berating him uh winchester is adding some rude comments they all sit down uh, Klinger, you know, comes over to the table and says, look, I'm just looking f to sit with people who appreciate me. And Margaret makes a comment, there's an empty table over there. Right. And so, you know, you could see the hurt. Yeah. And yeah, Father Mulcahy, he is the voice of reason, which will come back later. Um, but then I, I think we skip ahead in time a little bit because at... Uh, shift change in post-op uh, Winchester comes in to relieve Pierce who is concerned about a patient by the Anderson. name of Anderson and, uh, and and Charles warns him you're going to need to be careful around your bunkmate and Pierce just says I've seen him drunk before and Charles replies very seriously, like he was jovial, and then he just gets serious and says, uh, Pierce, not like this. And you go in, and um, again, Mike Farrell does a really good job he's in this angry. episode. But, like, you know, he's drinking, and he, um, he turns, and when, when he spins around near his bunk, he actually spills some of his martini on himself, and I think it just would have required a level of control to allow yourself to not have full control. Oh, yeah. Because he spills. I don't think he would do that normally. And Right, well, but and he, yeah. he wouldn't normally hit someone either, but he was well, so angry and so... Ugh. Not a fan of radar at this point. Right. No, yes. BJ was, yeah, very, yeah. Because everyone's bragging. Radar, radar, radar. And he's yeah, like, no. no, he's not so great. Yeah. And then 
Hawkeye tries to sympathize, and BJ's just at a point where he's not going to hear it. But at the same time, you know, he brings up a very valid point, I, I think. I think so, too. And, you know, again, Hawkeye is trying to say, I know what you feel like, Beej. And he says, really? I miss my father, too. Oh, how, how old your is your father? 62. So what? Yeah, Last time you saw me, it was 60? 61. Was he walking and talking then? Has he called anyone else son? When he last had seen Erin, she couldn't walk and talk. And no. it was, she doesn't know what he looks like. That mm -hmm. has to be hard. Yeah, and then Hawkeye, instead of understanding where BJ was, um, I, I think got involved in his own self-pity for the wrong moment in time. Right. Because <laughs> he decided to get up in BJ's face and say, oh yeah, I've been here longer than you, you don't deserve to be as pissed off as I should be, but I'm not. And BJ just goes, oh yeah? Picks up a chair, smashes the still, and then knocks Hawkeye one right on the eye. Ah, uh, hard too. I mean, enough yeah. to cut his face. Yeah. And, which he... I thought, what a big wuss when they were putting Kirkham on him. He's going, ouch, ouch. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know it hurts, but... <laughs> Well, we know that Hawkeye can't take pain. I can't either, so I shouldn't talk. We, we know this from an episode back in, like, season two, uh, when Margaret's giving him the flu shot. Yeah, you're right. I can only give it. I can't I'm take it. it. We know this about him. But so, yeah, BJ and Klinger take off. They and Again, they go on a bender that... Um, takes them, yeah, through the O Club. When the O Club closes, they go to Rosie's. What do they do at Rosie's? Oh, they made a, um, ah, what is it called? <laughs> they made a little a picture of radar. And put it on a dartboard, and they were giving him, um, syringe yeah, They were, yeah, they were throwing darts at him and calling it vaccinate. vaccinating radar. <laughs> and Rosie said, they never hit radar. <laughs> but they almost hit three Marines. That is when I take dots away. <laughs> then they start throwing pretzels at Marines. <laughs> I kick them out. Oh, yeah, there wasn't one hole in the picture right now. No, no, there was not. I think there was one on the wall. Yeah. Um. So then where do they go after Rosie's? Well, we really don't know. Well, where do they end up? Where's the they next? end up in the office. Yeah. They end up in Colonel Potter's office. And Colonel Potter and everyone, are, mm. they're all looking for them. They're looking everywhere. In fact, um. Colonel Potter had said, okay, let's go back to the office. Let's declare them wait, uh, AWOL. We well, are going to get some the military involved. Before that, though, let's talk because they all group back together in the mess tent. Yes. And then uh, Father this Mulcahy, is Father he's says, there. Yes. And, um, you know, he's saying, you know, Colonel, perhaps I can shed some light on this. He uses a great analogy. There was another young company clerk who served your predecessor, Colonel Blake. But his first months in, in his position were harrowing indeed. To watch him try and patch through a call... Looked like hand-to-hand -hand combat. Most people felt that he'd been sent by the enemy. But Colonel Blake took him under his wing and 
helped him settle into the job and he got better and and then he did well for you father you suckered me <laughs> you're talking about radar yeah the same nincompoop so i would just consider that colonel when you're talking to Klinger. It took Radar a while, too. And I love that, um, no matter what, Father Mulcahy, he always plays that very... Calming... Yeah. Therapist-like um, role. Right. <laughs> Where I like what um, Colonel Potter did with that when he mm -hmm. actually talked to Klinger, which mm -hmm. we'll get to, but yeah, he kind of turned it around on himself. Yeah, so, yeah, after that talk, Potter and Margaret meet back up in the office, and they're about to call, uh... The MPs to call in the AWOL. And then from inside Colonel Potter's office... <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> well... <laughs> they found him. <laughs> yeah. So they go in. BJ is riding Colonel Potter's saddle on his uh, saddle horse. And Klinger is clutching an empty Bucket. pot oh, yeah. where there used to be, like, a fern growing. So, um, Colonel Potter took Klinger out in, his, in Klinger's office. Yeah. And I love that he turned it around and he used himself to talk to Klinger and said, remember what, how much everyone loved um, Henry. Sure. Well, yeah, the colonel was a standard kind of guy. Well, when I came, people weren't, no, people were. They let me be who I was, and that's what you need to do. Yeah. You need to, you, you're not Radar, you'll never be Radar. Mm -hmm. You need to make this clingers. Yeah. I thought that was great advice. Because yeah. we all take over something, and we try to do it like someone else, but... We yeah. have to make it our own. No, and I, I did love how that uh, back and forth between them ended. So, as of now, Radar's office is closed. Max Klinger's office is open. open. And Klinger just kind of straightens up drunkenly, gives him a salute. And fell over. <laughs> and passes out into his chair. And then Hawkeye okay. walks in. And okay, will, maybe oh, Max Klinger's office opens Tomorrow. tomorrow. But Hawkeye walks in and um, he says, I took care of mine. Yours is in there. Yeah. Yep. And that's and where... Hawkeye oh. brought his helmet <laughs> and put it on as he goes in. And yeah, at this point, the saddle has fallen off of the saddle horse. It's on the ground. BJ's uh, resting his head on it. And uh, yeah, first thing he does when Hawkeye walks in is just laugh and go, you're wearing your soldier hat. <laughs> You have to remember, BJ uh, hit him earlier, so he was just protecting himself. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, I punched my best friend today. I'm sorry, Hawk. And that's when... He went on to explain. Yeah, it just, BJ's... The, the whole thing that he's been bottling up and just letting feed on itself Just picture tears out. and tears coming out, and he mm -hmm. said... He was so envious that he hated Radar, and he felt the same way about Trapper. He hated him, and he didn't even know him. Mm-hmm. But they got to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, you know, that's especially Trapper. It's, you know, I'm sure he knew that Trapper had a family and he's back with his girls and it just... Yeah. And that's when he says, I I can't make up the time I've lost with Aaron. I've been gone a lifetime. And Aaron's they don't know, lifetime. They don't know when the war is going to end at this point no. either. It's, I mean, they don't know that it's going to be short. This could no. go on for yeah. 10, 20 years. They yeah. don't know. So in their minds, they're there for a long time. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I'm... I'm certain that it feels like longer to them. I'm sure. Being there, anyway. I mean, I, I know that this is the actor aging, but you see Hawkeye's hair get gray over the series. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, it, it was just a very powerful scene with Mike Farrell. Oh, so touching. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm so glad that Ryan was doing silly stuff in the background because my eyes were tearing up. And mm-hmm. I'm not a crier. <laughs> and again, I, I think I mentioned at the beginning of this, not one of my favorite episodes, but this scene. Awesome. Just, it, it's in my top ten scenes from all of MASH. But at the end, they did rebuild the still. <laughs> mm-hmm. They did. Uh, with... Um, Max Klinger's help. Max Klinger's help. And so they give him the <laughs> the, the first belt and he takes a sip and goes Yuck! Yuck! <laughs> Hawkeye goes and think of that, Beach. We weren't sure if it'd be any good. Because <laughs> uh, Klinger definitely does make it his own. Like he would try this with them. And you know, he really it really does become Max Klinger's job now. From mm-hmm. this point on, yeah, no more radars. No. And he brings his own, like his own yeah. sneakiness, mm-hmm. because radar did it in kind of a through this other guy, mm-hmm. you know, that he would call, and the other guy would do the sneaky stuff, mm-hmm. where Max does his own sneaky stuff. Oh yeah. So it's interesting from here on out. Yeah, I agree. I like seeing Klinger grow, and again, I've pointed this out. We've had radar for. Seven full seasons. He stayed at Corporal. I think Klinger does a better job uh-huh. because despite being the screw-up who always tries to go home, in two seasons, two or three seasons, he, he manages to make Sergeant. So. He's doing something right <laughs> in being a company clerk. So we, we, we'll start to see that. It's great. I love Klinger as company clerk. He was great in dresses. He's better as company clerk. clerk. I agree. I agree. He just. But you needed Klinger in dresses to become the company company clerk that he is. Yes, I think you're right. All right. Anything else about? No, that's all okay. I got. What's our? Okay. Um. So guest stars, recurring cast. Uh, we had Eileen Saki as Rosie. So that's the Rosie we keep having. Uh, Jan Jordan as Nurse Baker. Jeff Maxwell as Igor Straminsky. He was serving in the mess tent. Uh, Gwen Farrell as a nurse. Might be the one who announces there is one more patient for OR. And that he looks bad. We're not sure. Jennifer Davis made an uncredited appearance. Uh, Lori Bates and Kelly Nakahara in OR. Production code for this episode was S604. Which was shot then before the radar leaving episode. Right. So they had that in mind, but knew they were shooting this one first. Yeah. 
Uh, writers credited as Jim Mulligan and John Rappaport. Director was Charles S. Dubin. And the original air date, October 22nd, 1979. Okay, join us. Yeah. Let yeah. us know what you think. You can do that by heading over to our website, narclaninc.com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Whiskey and Mash page. And there is a link where you can email the show directly. Or there's also another link that'll head you over to our Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. Follow us, like us, uh, leave us a message. Let us know that you're out there, what you thought of our episodes. Also, over there, every time that I post a new episode, I try to also post the synopsis on the Facebook page so that even if you don't subscribe to our podcast, um through like iTunes or your podcast application or Stitcher Radio. We're out there too. Uh, you still know that a new episode is there for you to go and get. If you don't do the podcast thing, but you uh, still want to listen to our episodes over on the web page, you can either stream or download all of our back episodes up to current from the web page. So you can download them as an MP3 file, put them on your phone or MP3 player, and listen to them at your leisure. Or again, if you have the ability, you can stream off the website. Uh, that's there for you as well. If you really, really enjoy what you're hearing from us on this podcast and you want to help support us, you can do that by sharing this podcast with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, someone you know who you think would enjoy listening to us talk and give our own opinion about episodes of MASH. Um, you know, we're, we're ramping, or we're, we're quickly approaching the end. I mean, this is the first disc yet. of episode 8. We have 9, 10, and 11. So we're on the back half. But um, something I wanted to show you that I just got in this week that I managed to get from somebody. <laughs> so we've talked about Aftermash. I can't wait to see it. Um, Aftermash starred the three cast members who voted to keep the show going, and that would be uh, Potter, Klinger, and Mulcahy. They wanted to keep going, and every, the, the, other, the majority of the cast decided to end the show. So the three dissenting members ended up making Aftermash. It's two seasons long. We have them on disc. And then apparently there's a radar pilot on here, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot but, of fun stuff coming up. So, we have those. I don't know... I, I found it somewhere online. Um, so, I don't know if you'll be able to really follow along with us with Aftermash like you could with MASH. Because MASH discs you can still get on, like, Amazon. Uh, Aftermash, you can probably find it out there the same way I did. But that'll that'll come hopefully after our, our MASH run of the 11 series, uh, seasons. We'll see. Okay. Well, we'll discuss that and see if we want to do after whiskey and mash. <laughs> so, um, but for now, I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. And, uh, yeah. Have a great week. See you on the flip side.
why would we not want to do it after mash? Or are we going to drink I something did, else with it? I, I didn't want to assume. <laughs> I didn't want to assume. And I just, I mean, like, I mean, I'm literally showing you these for the first time, so I didn't want to assume, that's all. I need to see after mash. <laughs> I, I started watching the first episode. Oh, don't watch it without me. Are I just, you seen I'm, it already? No, I stopped. I just, I wanted to see what the quality was. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like they were probably VHS tapes. Okay. And then transferred onto disc. It's still fine, it's just not as good not quality as what we have. But um, yeah, the first one is like Potter centric so far. Can you just see it? Yeah. Okay, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Bye. I'm waving I'm waving at the microphone like people are gonna be able to see. <laughs> 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 <laughs>